0: Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighter's Fury inside the heart of a champion. With your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790 the Ticket. Ah, welcome on in everybody. It is Fighter's Fury here on 790 the Ticket. Very excited to be here. Glad we're still here. Uh, I have not been told that we're not going to be here tomorrow as of yet. So uh, we'll have some fun here today. We uh, we're going to have a couple of guests. Uh, we will hear from uh, Peter Kahn, who is a friend of the program. He of course uh, covers boxing for Forbes magazine. He is a boxing manager, aficionado, and had a really good piece in Forbes this week, basically talking about how. These times are affecting uh, fighters in general, and has a lot of personability to it because it's affecting a lot of his fighters, who uh, who train right down here at Javier Santana's gym in uh, in Davie, over uh, over at the Sweatbox Gym, and yeah, man, this is this is this is hard times for fighters. This is hard times as far as these guys because these guys are independent contractors. They don't fight. They don't get paid, and we really don't know as of right now when a lot of this stuff is is going to come back you know this is uh this is a time in boxing where you know the early spring time is about it's a it's about prime time for when a lot of these big matches come you know of course canelo usually fights in may and a lot of uh, a lot of the times that's kind of the opening to to the summer of of getting a lot of big fights coming down the pipe but you know we're we're in such a holding pattern right now of getting things going that I don't know when it's uh, when it's when it's going to it's, it's going to be one of those things where we are uh, we, we are in, uh, in a lot of crazy times. So we'll talk to Peter in about 20 minutes and we'll uh, we'll get to that as far as uh, as far as that's concerned. And then, of course, uh, we will get into later in the program. Got a chance to sit down with Shannon, the cannon Briggs this week uh, at his uh, at his home in Davie. And uh, we talked a, a lot about him being back in the gym. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of talk about him joining bare-knuckle fighting. He was recently at the Dada 5000 card where it was at the Hard Rock. He was uh, supposed to be at the BKFC card a little bit back. And uh, so there's been just a lot of noise around Shannon and getting into bare-knuckle fighting. So we talked to him about that. And we talked to him about his, uh, his boxing plans of, of what he really wants to do and, and what does he see as a, a viable big fight left in his uh, in his career because it's been you know we're talking four years now since the last time he's uh, he's been in a boxing ring and a lot's happened in his life so uh, we talked to shannon and uh, and his plans and I think he'll enjoy it also uh, been training with Michael Beasley those 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 uh, those training videos have come out a lot this week where super cool bees is uh is moving in the ring with him and uh, and getting some work and so who would to know maybe we'll see Michael Beasley as heavyweight champion of the world one day. You know, forget the, uh, forget the number two overall pick and all that stuff that could have come to fruition for his NBA career. Maybe one day we'll see Michael Beasley on top of it all. This was, this was his calling the entire time. Big dude, Southpaw moving quick. We'll see who knows. So we got that to look forward to as well. Uh, as far as the, the fight game is concerned and, and current news, man, a lot of it has just been centered upon, uh, the, the, the coronavirus and, and a lot of stuff getting shut down. The big news I would say this week is, you you know, Dana White finally had to relent and cancel the event that was supposed to happen this weekend, which was UFC London. That was supposed to go down. And it was, uh, you know, it was lunacy to think that it was going to happen anyway because London was going about this. And London's been, and England in itself has been a little bit weird with this disease uh, as opposed to the rest of Europe and a lot of, uh, you know, Western civilization as they've been looking upon it just like, meh, you know, we're, they're not at, they're not getting as crazy. Now, it's starting to get that way, but it's they've definitely been later to the party than a lot of people because they were like, yeah, we're going to do UFC London and it's going to go on as normal. I'm like, what? what are you talking about? No, it's not. You know, it's it, it's it's just it's crazy to think that when you have everything shutting down and you're going to be looked upon as, yeah, 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 no, but we're going to do it as normal. Like, even if even if you think it's going to stay in England, it's, it's crazy to think, oh, yeah, no, but we're going to have a ton of fans. It's like, they it, it just – just shut it down in Brazil. What are you talking about, people? This is, this is not going to go down as planned. They were already moving the other two cards from wherever they were to I think it was Columbus and Portland, uh, and and uh, they moved those to to Vegas. And so we finally got the news this week that Dana White was going to shut down those three fights. They're going to get postponed. But damn it, he is he is hell bent on getting this UFC 249 to happen and. The funny thing about it was, as he's saying, well, the decision of it was the president coming out and saying that we have we have to move and postpone the fights because it went from fifty people in a room to now the recommendations were ten people or less in a room for the for for uh, for safety reasons. And so you're thinking to yourself, like, all right, well, what's going to change there? Like, how how are you going to get that done? And and mind you. They were going to go on with the fight card this week. What ended up happening was, you know, Tyron Woodley, it seemed like it was either going to be fighting uh, Gilbert Burns, was going to be fighting on back-to-back weeks, and there were a lot of talks that he was going to fight Colby Covington, which would have been cool. I'm not going to even lie, as a a fight fan, if they would have pulled that rabbit out of its hat, very impressive for the UFC. But apparently they were going to do this on some uh, reservation in Oklahoma City. I mean, just absolutely bananas. It was going to be broadcast on ESPN Plus, and so you would have gotten yourself a hell of a fight and a hell of a sporting event and then all of a sudden they kind of got nuked this week with uh with the 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 time with the the amount of people they were allowed to have so you know with all this stuff going down and we talked about this last week with with UFC 249 i just think it's dumb like this isn't even a case of uh you know uh as as Dana White said this week he said the 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 media, the MMA media covering the sport are the wimpiest people on earth, the weakest, wimpiest people on earth, and they t- and they cover the biggest, baddest sport on earth. It's like, look, man, uh, I don't know about you, but you know, I, we're talking disease. Like you can't you can't go out there and and think that uh, you know, you're you're gonna out tough disease. It's not gonna happen. Like you can't see it. I, I mean, it's it, it's literally like. It's like a, it's like an internal rear naked chokehold. Like you can't see it coming. So I don't even know where he's where he's he's just lashing out to lash out. Um you know I I just I, I put it like this. It's like you're 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 going out there and you want to be known as the sport that's that's you know, charging forth in the midst of a of a of a pandemic. But it's like you're also looking upon yourself on on the low man of the totem pole when it comes to big time sports not continuing or postponing um i just think that you look at that and if you're saying they're going to shut down shop it's ridiculous to think you're going to forge on so we sit here with this ufc 249 and he goes yeah that's going to take place (laughs) by the way no it's not um but for now he says it's going forth even if it's not going to be in the country all right cool So let me get this straight. The the, the fight that you have been dubbing, your own company has been dubbing, the most anticipated fight in UFC history, no one is going to be in attendance to watch it. It's going to be in some secret location, and all because why? Because you want to prove you're the toughest? Because you want to prove you're the baddest? Or is it because you want to forge on with his lightweight division because you want to get a Conor McGregor fight somewhere down the line? When you think that's going to really break the bank. Because look. If they are some, some way able to pull it out. And I've, I've had a lot of people. Uh, you know hit me up on social media. And, and debate me on this. If you if you are able to pull this fight off. I'm sure it will do great business. What else is there to do? There's literally no other sports to watch. Um, uh, so I'm sure that. The ESPN Plus subscription. Will, will, will go through the roof. Because people are just dying. For something to watch. So I guess in that regard. You'll get a lot of people watching the fight, maybe even more so than uh, if you were to not do the fight. But my big problem with it is, if you're going to call something the most anticipated fight in UFC history and you're not going to have a live audience, it just loses something. You just you can't you can't think that it doesn't. Uh, It's just and 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 I just find all of it crazy that. In these in these times where people uh, don't even know if they have the tools to to wipe their own butts, that you think uh, you think it, it necessary to get in 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 schedule some kind of mixed martial arts event, and oh by the way, it happens to be uh, one that we've been dying to have now for years. Now maybe he just thinks that uh, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to have it happen because it has been a cursed fight. The, rest assured. I don't even know if we have coronavirus, if there is no Tony and Habib scheduled. It's possible that that is the reason why we have all of this, because it has been a cursed fight since the beginning. There is no rhyme or reason for it, uh, that this this fight has been so anticipated, and we haven't been able to get it done. But it's just a it's just a weird place to plant your flag, because we have been so used to this fight not happening, that if anything... I think if anybody, you know, benefits from a fight getting delayed a little bit more, it's probably that fight because yet again, another thing has thrown in the wrinkle: the mystery, the aura, the white buffalo that is Khabib versus Tony Ferguson gets put off just a little bit longer. Uh, and I understand there's mystery to it because we really don't know when it's when it's when it's gonna be able to pick up again. We really don't know. Uh, we're we're in this weird spot where you know we could say that it's May, we could say that it's June, we could say it's July. We don't really know. We really really don't know. I mean. It feels like every every single day the the, the uh, you know, the dates get punt gets punted down a little bit more. Um, you know, though, it would be safe to say, oh, well, you know, it's it's uh, it's summertime and that's uh, that's supposed to weaken the spread and all that stuff. It's like, I guess. But there's you know, there's case. let me tell you something. It's been the hottest. This has been the hottest week of the year and uh, cases are spreading up the wazoo down here. So I don't know how much truth there is. to this. We really just don't know. Uh, but you know, to to uh, to the president of the UFC, that makes a lot of people uh, weak and wimpy, because uh, we're just learning about a disease, and he'd rather just charge forth and and get this thing uh, get this thing in and half-ass it. And that's what it really just feels to me like. It's like if we're gonna do it, it's it's just not gonna have the fight week that it should have. It's not gonna have the coverage that it should have. Um, you will benefit from it being the only show in town, I, I guess. But um, I think those two would benefit from being in a room with one another talking crap to one another. I thought the first press conference between both of them was absolutely fantastic. And yet we're not going to get that obvious. And also the weird one is like, so they're the coach of AKA Javier Mendez is saying that Habib is the only one allowed to train right now in uh, (laughs) at their, at their, at their facility. I'm sure he's allowed some training partners to, to get that all done. But, uh, but that's a weird one too. Is like, how are these guys training now? These also have to be two guys that, what do they, what, what do they really need to sharpen? They're, one's on a 12-fight win streak, one's never lost. You know what they're going to do. Um, Tony Ferguson builds everything himself. There was a viral video of him this week uh, flipping up and down a, a foam, whatever the hell you want to call it. It wasn't a, it, like a, like a, a foam, uh, one of those things that you do uh, the, the, the jumps onto. He's like tossing that all around the room. He's tackling it. He's, he's a wacko. Uh, in in a good way, in a, in a in a in a in a unique, crazy training method way. That's just Tony Ferguson to the nth degree. You know, he'll, you know, do a speed bag with just his elbows. He's a crazy person when it comes to his methods of sharpening his tools. It really, really is something else to watch. So, you know, that's that's kind of been the big uh, the big ongoing. Combat sports story as uh, as this as, as pertains to this week because you know the president of the UFC is is uh is steadfast in that that fight is going to happen i don't think it's going to but you know look <laughs> the other thing is I'll, I'll prove you all wrong it's like all right i mean good for you man look look i'm gonna watch i'm not gonna sit here and say that i'm not gonna watch ufc 249 i will watch but it's just a it's a weird place to plant your flag is like you're you're canceling all these other fights you're uh, understandably finally you're going within government regulations of making these fights happening and yet and yet this one is the one that you really want to maintain happening. It's just, it's it's a strange place to be. It's a strange time to be. We'll get into a little bit more of those strange times. We're going to talk to Forbes Magazine's uh, Peter Kahn, excellent boxing writer for them. Uh, he's been in the boxing game for a while. We've had him on the show plenty of times. So uh, he's got a, he's got a personal touch, got an interesting touch, and great insight into really what this is like for the fight game and the boxing community right now. So we will talk to him coming up next. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Welcome back, everybody. It is Tobin here on Fighters Fury. We're in my conversation with Shannon Briggs coming up a little bit later this hour, but do want to go to the Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Then we'll talk to our friend of the show, Peter Kahn, covers boxing for Forbes. Good morning, Peter. How are you, man?
1: Ben, and how are you staying safe?
0: I'm oh, doing all right man. Yeah, we're doing all right. Socially distancing uh from everybody. So, you know, we we'll are making out okay? How are you uh how are you and the family holding up?
1: Good, you know. We're here at home. Um we're at home like <laughs>
0: 24/7. Yeah, it's uh it's, that, it's, <laughs> that's the times right now, man. So, uh when I reached out to you yesterday asking you to come on the show to talk about this, w- one is because I know you're you kind of got your your arms all over the place when it comes to the sport, as far as covering it with uh with managing and all that stuff i know that you you have a lot of contacts within the sport so i thought you'd be a great person to kind of shed some light on on all this i did not know that you had already come out with a piece uh in forbes uh regarding this which is i guess the impact that uh coronavirus covid 19 is is having on fighters and you obviously have a a big personal uh big personal touch to this so i guess from your perspective, what has these last two weeks been like really not even two weeks really been like uh, as far as uh, the fight games concerned and, and and really what's the what's the the tone right now in the sport amongst people trying to run it
1: I mean the tone is uncertainty right I mean at, at when this whole thing started um, and this domino effect started to take place uh, it started with top rank deciding to cancel their shows that were to be headlined by Shakur Stevenson and uh, Michael Conlon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was at first the idea that they were going to do it in front of uh, no audience. They were the first to talk about having Madison Square Garden and then uh, the theater, uh, the Hulu theater at Madison Square Garden basically empty. Then that quickly transitioned into they just didn't have adequate ability to test people that would be there, including the fighters, production, uh, you know, top rank staffers. So that combined with just uh, Madison Square Garden and the state of New York, uh, they decided to cancel that show. That then just set in just one after one. Shows started canceling. PBC show canceled. I believe that was in Maryland. Um, then the show that I was going to be a part of uh, last Thursday in Atlantic City, which was going to feature... The number three rated lightweight in the world, Emmanuel Tago, whom I manage, and uh, Logan Holler, a female 154-pounder. They were they were slated to fight on that show, um, and that got canceled. Uh, and, you know, I have just these guys in camp. Uh, Chris Van Heerden's show, he was set to actually be on the ESPN Broad 17 in Oklahoma. That's a top ring show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was canceled. Um George Cambosis is scheduled to fight May 9th in a very important fight uh, and all these people I manage right so George is supposed to fight Lee Selby it's an IBF final eliminator yeah. the winner of that fight
0: Well let me ask you about George Mandatory well, Let me ask yeah. you about George cuz yeah he has a a big fight coming up where you know if he wins this he's going to you know fight the winner of uh, Teofimo Lopez and uh, Lomachenko and his fight's in ma- his fight is scheduled you know for May 9th so Pretty far down, pretty far down the road, and and I saw that you said Eddie Hearn is 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 already saying like yeah, probably not, probably not, and so I for mean, everybody who thinks that yeah. uh, you know this is going to get uh, maybe picked up after a couple of months shut down, it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't it? Doesn't feel like things are going to get back to normal, even uh, even in early springtime, even uh, in late springtime.
1: In boxing right now, the idea, and, and you're right. I mean, in boxing, the idea is that the earliest this is going to pick up is June. And that's kind of wishful thinking. Uh, in the meantime, like like we were talking about George, he's been in camp training. Uh, George lives in Sydney, Australia. Yep. So, you know, last week I had to get Emmanuel Tago to the airport so he can go back to Accra, Ghana, where he's from he was here for 4 months in camp since November 19th he had had a previous cancellation he incurred about $15,000 in expenses and training expenses uh you know thankfully Lou debella uh stepped up and uh paid tago's purse 100% of his purse money wow. even though he didn't fight and and that's you know promoters aren't obligated to do that and i guess we can preface this i should have prefaced this by saying when I wrote the story, yeah, I manage fighters. I write combat. I write boxing. I'm a contributor for Forbes. I have the Fight Guys YouTube channel, so we're always talking to people. You know, we even spoke to Javante Davis last night, so which is up on the Fight Guys. Um, you know, the the thing about it is that these promoters if fighters don't fight, they don't get paid, and the promoters are not obligated to pay them unless they cross those scales at the weigh-in, and then the fight's canceled. So Lou you know, really stepped up and look, he has a lot at stake. Just like George, Tago's in prime position to fight for the lightweight title. So uh, then I have, you know, I have Nika Sekhna here from Georgia, the country. He's uh, with top rank. He's 5-0 and at four KOs, doesn't speak English. Um, he's living in the one-bedroom condo that we have for him in camp. hes He was scheduled to fight on the April 17th show with Chris Van Heerden on that show. And now he's just here can't train. You know, city of Fort Lauderdale uh, closed the gyms, so even you know, like you mentioned earlier in the show, Javier Centeno, uh, who owns Sweatbox Boxing, where my fighters train, which is where the training camp is. Um, they can't. They can't even train. So yeah, they're like, out, like if you just, see his
0: Instagram, like they're out in the park hitting mitts. But that's, I mean, how much? I mean, how yeah. much can that get you ready for a
1: fight? Here's, if you're getting ready for a fight that's supposedly going to take place May 9th, you just need the traditional camp environment where you have your sparring. You can't be out at at you know at the you can't be at Vista View Park, running hills and doing mitts. I mean this is not you know it's a way to stay in shape, but this is not a way to train for a fight.
0: And it's also it's also I mean you're talking about a guy who this this could be a life changing fight for George too, where it's not. You know, uh, it is a
1: life changing fight, and, absolutely. And,
0: and so you don't want to half-ass that and not have all the resources at hand uh, when it comes to getting ready for it. it it's it, it, I, I can't. It's it's a really really tough position they're all put in. Um, but for all your guys who are international that are here training already, what are the odds that some of them are going to get to go home? And I guess you know at least have some kind of normalcy until they can until the the the. The uh, the green light is given for them to train again.
1: So uh, Tay back in. Uh, is back in Ghana. Uh, Van Heerden was here for eight days, starting camp, was sparring with Ulusinov, who was going to be fighting on the same day on on uh, uh, on the matchroom show. So it was excellent timing. Chris is now back in Los Angeles. Uh, George is still here in a holding pattern, waiting. But you know he needs to go back to Australia. Um, and then, you know, Nika, th- you know, there was an issue with Georgia closing its borders even for returning Georgian nationals. So we didn't do anything. We just, we're just we just keeping him here. I mean, he'd have to go into a two-week forced quarantine there anyway, so we're just keeping him here. But, you know, this just has an overall uh, major effect on boxing in general. So May 2nd for Canelo's not taking place, uh, a lot of these other fights that were just going to be, you know, things that people had – been looking forward to it just pushes everything back it also changes the lives of these undercard fighters that you know aren't making the big money like in the story that i published i wrote most people don't understand you know the average 10 round fighter is making probably twenty thousand dollars per fight uh the average world champion is ranging from a hundred sixteen weight classes in boxing okay so it ranges from a hundred thousand to canelo's 35 million Right. So, yeah, the top one percent are the ones that are making the millions of dollars. The rest of the guys, you know, there's just there's no organized league. There's no uh, governing body, So there's just there's just nothing that can help them when they don't fight. I mean, they just they count on fighting three times a year uh, until they get their big opportunities. And a lot of these guys can't even go out and get regular jobs because they're they're stuck at home. So it puts a big financial strain on them. And the other thing is that when fights ramp back up, everybody needs to go back into training mode. A lot of these guys try to stay within 15, 20 pounds of their fighting weight. And if they're stuck inside, they're not even staying in the gym. A lot of these guys are just getting depressed. I mean, there's a long-lasting effect, and everyone's going to have to kind of like reset and and get back in the groove. I mean, look, talking about Javier, Javier has um, this – uh, this new um, new you know new person he's training Cambry Schroeder who's a uh, 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 influencer on social media uh, fit with Cambry um, she's very popular she's going to be making her pro debut this year and and now that just got started and now that's getting pushed back uh, and she has a lot of potential so it's just all over the place I mean it's just everything in the sport is is really at a standstill
0: how much how much is uh is the issue going to be of getting boxing just completely going again because a lot of the talk is, and what I mean by that is um, you know the talks in the NBA and and, and maybe with Major League Baseball are they're going to be able to do this and they're going to be able to do it without fans in the building at least try and control it somewhat Dana White's talking a little bit about that but a lot of these people they have you know big guaranteed television contracts um, and, and, and it seems with boxing that the gate and, and the amount of fans that are in the stands is, is a big deal as far as you know fighters getting paid and all that stuff so is it is it uh, possible for boxing to get to, to do this, and is it smart for boxing to even get it off the ground if they can't come all the way back with not only doing the fights and broadcasting, but being able to have people in the stands so they can you know make all the money that goes to that you know somewhat a lot of times goes to the fighters.
1: Yeah, I mean the gate's a very important piece. I think of boxing uh, maybe more so than other sports because what happens is you know a lot of people don't know that when a fight takes place at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Uh, what will happen is the MGM will pay a site fee, so they'll buy all. The, they basically buy out the tickets, and they'll pay the promoter uh, a site fee. So the promoter is basically paid in advance uh, for the gate, and then you know the the hotel and casino will use that. They'll sell the tickets. They'll use it for high rollers. You know they'll use it how they how they see fit. Sometimes when a promoter knows that they're that they stand to make a large gate they can do some sort of partnership deal or they'll just basically, you know, buy, they'll just basically rent the building like for uh wilder fury 2, Uh It was the third largest gate ever in Nevada history for a heavyweight championship fight. So, you know, the fans rewarded top rank and PBC for making the fights that they want to see by paying top dollar uh, to go to the fight. I think it was like an average $1,200 and change ticket. So to your point, the gate is, is, is very important, especially for some of these smaller shows. I mean, that is a way that promoters offset costs. It, it's not just television or streaming. So they need it to survive. You know, they need it to be able to move on, especially for some of the smaller shows. I mean, a club show where these fighters are being built, some of the smaller ESPN and Zone and Showtime and Fox shows, they need to have fans in those seats uh, in order to be able to, you know, have that go towards the bottom line.
0: We're talking to Peter Kahn, uh, of course, a boxing contributor for uh, for for Forbes, and also, uh, you know, manages many boxers down here in South Florida and ar- and around the world. As uh, he's been pointing out, to is is there you know amongst the talk of people in the industry, is, is there a, a thought of man if we can get it going back here, you know, maybe a, a Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder uh, kind of being the kickoff sometime in the summer? Is there is there a target date that's being bantied about that seems that seems realistic or a big event that seems uh where where things can kind of get back to normal that's uh that seems to be the most popular one maybe of of people thinking okay we're going to resume things here
1: you know it's a good question I, I mean it's such a fluid situation uh, i talked to all the promoters you know i'm in constant contact with top rank and with matchroom and DiBella and golden boy and i think that originally they were thinking that they can push canelo back to june uh i think that the fury wilder 3 fight that's slated for july 18 Uh, that's probably hopefully going to, uh, go off, uh, as scheduled. But if you really look at it, I mean, I think that Canelo, uh, was going to be the next big fight that we kind of had, uh, on the schedule for May 2nd, which, you know, the Cinco de Mayo weekend, which is a big weekend for him. Uh, I I was talking to, like I said, Javante Davis last night, uh, he's fighting Leo Santa Cruz that dates up in the air. That's going to be his first pay-per-view, uh, I, it's just, you know, look, Teofimo Lopez and Vasilo Lomachenko were scheduled for May 30 at Madison Square Garden. That's not happening. Now, even though people haven't come out and said it's not happening, that they didn't say that it's not not happening. I mean, they're not happening. Like, these fights aren't happening. You, you can't no just give a guy two weeks' notice. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you can't say, okay, yeah, it's happening. I mean, they can't even go train. You can't train. You can't spar. You, you can't even prepare. I mean, in, in a pay-per-view needs 70 to 90 days of proper promotion. So anyone that thinks that these fights are going to go off as scheduled, it's just unrealistic, but it just sets everything back. It changes timetables. Then you have uh, the act of God clauses in promoters contracts. of course, you know, that's where a lot, look, fighters need to fight. They need to stay active. The promoters are obligated to keep them busy. I'm going to, I'm wondering to see where this kind of falls into that situation you know
0: certainly so all right we're up against it man i gotta i gotta break but uh we appreciate your insight on it and, and hopefully we'll do it again down the line kind of getting an update on the story and whatnot
1: anytime look i'm here i'm not going anywhere <laughs>
0: all right that's peter Kahn. always appreciate him giving us time for the show when we come back you'll hear my conversation with uh, shannon the cannon briggs we're back right after this what an honor it is to be here from Chateau Shannon, the champ, <laughs> Shannon the Cannon Briggs. Let's go, Welcoming us into your home. Thank uh, you so much, thank champ. Thank you, champ. Thank you for having I me, I appreciate brother. it, man. Thank you, thank Especially you. Especially in these crazy times uh, going on right now. It's all
2: right. It's nothing for
0: but, us. Uh, man, it's been awesome seeing you back in the gym, back in the gram. Everybody's seeing you. Uh, you you look like you're working your ass off, Yes, man. brother. Look at me, champ. Look at
2: him. Uh, look at me, huh? Let's go, champ. I'm feeling great, man. I'm, um, I'm back in the gym, as you can see. Uh, I'm looking forward to fighting within the next couple of weeks to months. Hopefully, with uh, with the coronavirus going on, yeah. Once things are back to normal, uh, I'll be back in the gym, back in the you know, back in the ring. Looking forward
0: to it. You always bring such a great vibe to the gym. How did you? Uh, you've been talking about this new gym, this new place you have. You're back with Jesse Robinson. Yes, yes. Um, how did the whole connection happen back with you guys? And then, uh, what is this new place that you you're loving working out?
2: Oh well, I just you know, Jesse's a long time friend and and coach of myself. He's been heavily involved with in my career for the last. I don't know, 15, 16 years. And, um, you know, basically, I, I said, let me get back in shape. And Jesse's the guy, the go-to guy for that. He's a, he's a great motivator. Uh, we've been through a lot together. He knows me well. He knows, he knows what buttons to push. And... Um, and, you know, at first we started out at, at, at a local gym, which is a beautiful gym not, not too, in Hollywood, actually, not too far from me. And then he said, I got a surprise for you. He took it to another place, actually not too far from there, and it's a uh, it's a professional gym. It's a pro gym, a lot of heavyweights in there, a lot of r- Russian heavyweights in there to be specific. And uh, it's a great place to train. When I walked in for the first day and I seen 15, 20 different heavyweights, I couldn't believe in it. I didn't think there was that many big men left in the game. But um, heavyweight division is popping right now. The Warriors gym is in Hollywood, and it's a phenomenal gym. My brother Timor is there. Timor, the the, the fighter, he's there. Um, He's running the gym. It's his gym, and it's a great place to be. And if you're in Hollywood, Florida, you're a professional boxer.
0: How hard is that for you, Shannon over your career? Because like it's it's not many big guys like you. It's got to be hard throughout your entire career finding big guys. Like I remember you back at the heavyweight factory back in the day. But right. it can't be fine, it can't be easy finding big guys up to snuff who can hang with you as far as sparring concerned. Has that always been a, a tough thing through your career?
2: Well, it, it's, it's been uh, somewhat difficult when I first started. out, I was pretty fast and I was fighting guys that were bigger than me, and I was I was pretty much getting to them. And then uh, we got a more experienced guys, and they cost more money. Uh, I've been fortunate to be a blessed, talented fighter, so with that being said, it, it's never been easy, but we worked it out throughout the years. I got some good sparring, and uh, now it, it's the same. It's, I'm a big guy. I'm fast, and I'm an older, strong guy now, so it's not easy getting sparring, but we, we find it. But to walk into the Warriors Gym in Hollywood and see so many heavyweights, rated heavyweights, known heavyweights, up-and-coming heavyweights, is exciting because it's right here in Hollywood, Florida, and... Um, it's a great time to, to get in shape, you know, right I was, here.
0: I was telling uh, Heat fans just because, you know, we're the home of the Miami Heat. So I saw that you were moving in the ring a little bit with, uh, with uh, Super Cool Bees, Michael Beasley. Yes, yes. Uh, was he just getting some, getting some work in? And what was that, that kind of like, that experience that he uh, wanted to get some movement in the, in the ring with you?
2: Well, it was great for me and for him. He's a tall guy; it's a different look for me. You know, he's tall. He's athletic. He has agility, so it, it's good for me to try to, you know, to be sized up with a guy like that. Even when you you just shadow boxing with a guy, uh, him or me, you, you get that presence of a body in front of you, and it's it's, it's harder than when you are just shadow boxing alone. So just moving with a guy like him, especially him being such an athlete it's good for me and it's good for him because now he gets a pro box in front yeah. of him. So it was a great experience. Both of us. And, um, he's in the gym. A lot of pros, a lot of pros tend to like boxing and from other sports, use boxing as a segue sport to get in shape and stay in shape. And a lot of them fall in love. I know for a fact that Shaquille O'Neal is a, a huge boxing fan. I met him back in the days in the oh, early nineties together. That must've been yeah, I met him in the early nineties. I went to his house in Orlando and, um, he, he's a boxing fan so a lot of a lot of athletes use boxing as a segue to stay in, stay in shape
0: is there a, is there a particular pro athlete that you think translates best like when they're working out in the gym football basketball any of those guys that look like oh that's that guy's pretty nice
2: uh, some some basketball some basketball players, some football players. To be honest with you, it depends on the person. But I've seen guys, even tennis players, transfer their the the ability to move and and change angles into boxing. But it all depends. But not everybody can take a punch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is so I saw you recently at the the Seminole Hard Rock. You were at the uh, the Dada Five Thousand card. Yeah. Uh, the 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 bare knuckle brawling, and there's been a lot of talk, uh, a lot of buzz around the industry this this bare knuckle, and a lot of buzz that. That you're going to step into this is this is this is this true, Shannon? How how close are the rumors that you are going to go into the the bare knuckle arena?
2: Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go, champ. They can't stop me. Look at this fist. You see that, Tobin? Every,
0: I, yeah, man. Every yeah. time you do that, I'm like, yeah, look who, who at ha- him. Who wants to do that with no gloves? Yeah, exactly. I can't believe it.
2: You know, it's funny because. Um, we look at bare knuckle boxing now, and we say, "Wow, I can't believe they're letting this happen." A lot of people don't. Not, a lot of people aren't aware, but it's starting to make big headlines. You yeah. know, they just did a big uh, story uh, on it. On, on I seen it online. It's, there's something on television about it. Um, bare knuckle boxing is 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 here now. But there was a time when there was just bare knuckle boxing. There was no gloves, so I can imagine how long that happ- That was going on. Uh, and and, and professional boxing before they said, you know, let's put gloves on. Somebody must have said, let's put wraps on first. Let's put on gloves. And then, you know, wraps led to gloves. That being said, we may look back in 100 years and be like, you know what? They used to fight with gloves for a small period of time. They started fighting with gloves, and then they went back to to knock bare knuckles. I mean, it may happen. It's just a crazy world we live in. So um, with that being said, I said, you know what? Let me give a shot at this. I will be making my – Bare Knuckle debut very soon, and um, hopefully, you know, I'll become the, the Bare Knuckle Heavyweight Champion. I will become Heavyweight Champion. It's not. There's nothing to talk about that because I mean, not even nothing to really question or ponder. I know I will become Bare Knuckle Heavyweight Champion. I hit hard. I'm fast. I'm strong. I got the experience. I can see punches coming, especially fists. Um, I could take a punch. Uh, I'm mean enough. I'm the nicest, meanest guy in the world. <laughs> You know, so I feel as though when I start digging into to the body shots and and it's straight, I mean, I've been training really hard. I've been training with gloves, but I, but no wraps on under it, so I can just really. Then I'm gonna go to uh, to no wraps soon.
0: Hello, when was the last time you punched something with no wraps on?
2: I can't say that. You know, I don't want to incriminate
0: myself. I understand.
2: <laughs> Let's go, champ. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't fight in the street. Just uh, just in the ring.
0: I understand. It's it's one of those things where uh. Where Look at them, 'em, y'all. Yeah, at least if you're gonna do it, do it and get a paycheck. Do that's know, right. That's, that's the right, right thing to do. Self-defense. Is, do you uh, do you do you know a promotion that you're gonna go in? Because there's a lot of them blowing up. Have, are there are there multiple ones coming at you? Uh, I know BKFC. I've been to their show in Fort Lauderdale. That was awesome. Uh, the 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 one with the Trigon was really awesome. Do you do you know which one you're gonna go to yet?
2: Yeah, right now I'm talking to BKFC, but um, you know, yeah, I like them. They, they, they whoever got the most money. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't mind. I'll fight in all of them. I'll fight in BKFC, then I'll go fight in Dadas. I'll I'll fight all of them until the biggest one, you know, becomes uh, big enough to sustain it. But I like fighting anyway, so it's nothing. Look at me, I'm at home chilling. I wake up, I hit my heavy bag, I jump on elliptical, I swim in the lake 50 times, back and forth. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. (laughs) No, I just swim in the pool. But um. Uh, you know, I do my, I, I do my, you know, my stuff right here in the yeah. pool. So I'm good, man. Nothing can stop me. I've been doing it so long. I'm not damaged. I'm in phenomenal shape. I look good. I feel good. The world is mine, champ. Let's go, champ.
0: We're talking to the champ, Shannon the Cannon. Breaks. Yeah, y'all look at him. He's taking, he's returning to boxing soon. Doing bare knuckle. So like the, if you if you had the timeline, I know things are kind of crazy right now. The world's crazy right now with uh, the coronavirus and everything yeah. going on. But like. Ideally, do you think it's going to be boxing first, then bare knuckle, or it's it's kind of all up in the air right now because of what's going on? Well,
2: it's a little up in the air. I was hoping to have a boxing match first, and then uh, and then have a bare knuckle fight, but that may change. I may go straight to bare knuckle. Whoever's ready, whoever's you know. When I'm ready, you know, it's it's, it's like I said a long time ago. When, when sometimes you could be in the gym, be in a gym, and then one day or in a fight, you find it. You feel that rhythm, it click in, and once it click in it click in. Fortunately for me, uh, Brennan, it's uh it's already kicking in. I just started back, and I'm feeling great. I'm in the gym. You know, Jesse's trying to hold me back. I'm ready to spar right now.
0: I want to you. You had a couple of things that have come up where it's been like you seem like you're around the cusp of that monster fight, and one of them was it seemed like you and Tyson Fury were so close to fighting, and then the Wilder thing dropped in his lap, but you guys were going back and forth on Instagram. Like It seemed like yeah. people in Britain were behind Tyson Fury versus Shannon the Cannon Briggs. Has, it, like, has there been any, any back and forth between you guys of wanting to still get it on with that, with that bout? Because Tyson's now back on top. You know, he made his comeback all the way. You're a guy who's always been making great things at the comeback. How much does that fight still interest you, getting Tyson Fury? And, and, and what do you think that entails of getting back to that road?
2: Uh, that's, that's a journey back. That's going to take, you know, some fights, some consecutive fights, some wins in my, under my belt. I spoke to Tyson the other day. I actually gave him a call, and we talked for a good 15, 20 minutes. Uh, he's a good dude, good good dude. He's, he's back at home. He actually said he might come over here in April, but we don't know now because of the ban. But uh, you know, he's a good guy, and we just talk. As far as us fighting, it'd be a great fight. I, I, I doubt if it happened. I'd, I'd, I'd have to get into enough contention, which is the goal that the, the, the um, that the uh, fans, you know, they want it. But right now, I think right now the main goal for me is to get back in shape and do what he did, knock a couple guys off, yeah. and then try to get into a big fight. Um, is, I think it's a great it, fight, though. It's is, a big it, fight.
0: Is it just uh, you just want to show, you know, you just want to get back into it because you love it? Um, or is there, is, there, is there a guy like, you know, we've always been talking about the Klitschko thing forever. Is there, is there one that you'd be like, that would be the one I'd be satisfied that I got to that destination? Or do you just want to keep doing it because you love it?
2: Both. But I'll be honest with you. I, I think the burning desire in my soul is that I am waiting for Klitschko. I know for a fact that he's coming back. I know for a fact he's coming back. I know for a fact that that man is coming back, and I'm going to be waiting for him. And i got to be ready because he's staying ready. He's getting ready right now. His goal is to come back and become the oldest heavyweight champion in boxing. I think he's going to try to do that when he's like 44, 45 years old. Um, I'm going to still be around to to ruin that for him. He's never going to become heavyweight champion in the world again. So if you're a fan of his, you might as well give that up. It's not happening. He'll never come back to boxing and sit and be safe. I'll always be waiting for him.
0: I want to ask you before we get you out of here, Shannon. Um, your, your coach Mel. You, you had some time with him. I mean, he tragically uh, just passed away. Yeah. Uh, great memories of him, stories of him. Anything you want to share to a South Florida audience about him?
2: Yeah, uh, Mel was an awesome guy, man. He, he still is. He's just, you know, his physical's not here with us, but he he unfortunately passed uh, a week or so ago. Uh, good brother, just a great guy. I met Mel in 1990 in the 1990 or 1990 in the Pan American Games and. He was just a good guy. He was a, just a good spirit to be around. Funny guy. We laugh. We talk.
0: I don't see many guys in the gym who can match your energy. Like nah. he, was a, he was boisterous. Like He was, he was the best. Was
2: he was the best. Loud mouth just like me. Me and, me and Mel would hang out and laugh and talk and talk about old stuff. But I miss my boy, man. I, I, I cried. I couldn't believe my boy was there when I went to see him in the hospital. He was laying there like that. But, um, you know, things happen. It's my boy. He's just with us in spirit. I I keep him in mind every day right
0: now. Champ, we always appreciate the time, man. Thank you for inviting us. You're the us to champ,
2: call. man. Thank you for coming by, brother. you the best, man. Looking Thank you, champ. The, uh, Let's go, champ. Knuckle and the, yeah, and the they can't back. stop me. Back in the gym, y'all. Look at him, y'all. Look at him. Let's go, Look champ.
0: Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, champ. Let's go, champ. Let's go, champ. <laughs> Thanks for the time, man. Appreciate Thank it. Thank
2: you, brother.